welcome to All the Crime Things Podcast. I'm Brianna. And I'm Courtney, and our podcast is going to be about true crime and news articles. We'd like to bring light to stories that need it, discuss the psychology of different events, and learn about the laws and how our justice system works or doesn't. <laughs> our regular podcasts are going to include a large true crime case with two to four unrelated news articles. And we'll also post updates um, to previous cases as we continue to upload. This is our first episode, so we decided to start with a few news articles to give you a sneak peek into how our podcast will run. My article um, is compiled of a bunch of different articles, and we will leave the links down below. Um, so, yes, just for quick reference, everything will be cited, so you can view the exact same thing that we have. Yes, and you should always do your own research. Don't yes. just take our word because, you know, we make mistakes, we're only human. Um, so, an Iowa mother stops a kidnapping. And on January 5th, Shay Lindbergh was getting ready to leave work. She managed the Hubble Towers apartments in Des Moines, Iowa. She saw two people walking back and forth in the skywalk in front of the apartment doors. And the woman was waving at Lindbergh and her child, so she opened the door to ask if there was a problem. It's reported that she kind of thought maybe they wanted, like, a job application. And 57-year-old Lori Potter allegedly told Lindbergh that she was the boy's biological mother and grabbed him. She tried to run with the child, but Lindbergh pulled a revolver out of her purse, told her to let go of my kid, and Potter did. Then the two of them left, and Lindbergh called the security guard, Will Hunter. Oh my gosh. What do you mean? Horrifying. Horrifying. What? Oh, that's my kid. Excuse you? Yeah. And I was there when this child was born. <laughs> I don't know if wow, it's true, because one of the articles I looked at said that she also supposedly said the child's father was thor oh no but oh, i no. don't know if <laughs> that's sorry. true because none of the other articles i said mean that that's a also a person's name people are named that i know a guy it, named thor they are who's real <laughs> yeah they're definitely coming back those kinds of names yeah but i, oh, I don't gosh. know if that's true but um so the security oh, no. guard knew who it was just by Lindbergh's description. He's part of the security team hired wow. in 2020 to monitor the skywalk after a group of teens assaulted a couple out on a dinner date. Hunter often has what? run-ins with the local homeless population, many of whom have mental illnesses and may disrupt the police. So it sounds like there's a lot of homeless people in the area mm-hmm. and so it's a um, little bit dangerous. Yeah. Or could be dangerous. Not that homeless could be people dangerous. are all dangerous, but you know. Right. There's more a more likelihood for crime because of that. Oh, and mental illnesses, desperation, right. frustration, not the care that boredness. They need. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's so many things that can cause that. Right. Um, Lori Potter had been, so this is the woman that tried to steal the child, mm-hmm. had been trying to set up a homeless camp in the Skywalk for the past week, which honestly makes sense because... <laughs> it's probably cold in iowa right about now it sounds kind of warm to do that um but yeah i wouldn't assume that that was allowed wow no she was also in a photo hunter had taken just that morning um her partner in the attempted kidnapping was 43 year old michael ross that morning he had been smoking inside the skywalk next to the bank and um the security guard took the photo of him smoking for like proof because you can't kick like everybody out for everything but the security guard has also seen the cop yeah they were hanging out when he was smoking at least at this point that morning and he ended up taking a picture for evidence that he was smoking disrupting the piece and um that photo was later used to identify ross as an accomplice to the attempted kidnapping which no. is crazy it's like what are the odds it's a security card like he just walking decided by. to take that picture yeah 
He didn't have to. He could have just been like, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, stop smoking, go outside, you know. He, but right, he like he's just picture. smoking. It's not like the end of the world per se. Right, it's not like, yeah, it's not like he was like vandalizing property or anything. Right, I mean, he wasn't physically at the time doing a, any technical crime per se. I don't know the smoking laws in Iowa either to bring that up. I don't know how many I would states imagine have you're not cracked down. It has on that. to be a skywalk would be enclosed, obviously, right? Because you're not supposed to right, but it's smoke a public in most space. Buildings, though, we don't have skywalks here. <laughs> no, we don't. We live in the trees, the woods. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was to say. The woods. So after she called Hunter, he followed the two through a restaurant to the bus stop where he waited for police. They were able to have the bus rerouted for the eventual arrest of Potter and Ross. They were charged wow. with felony child theft and held on a fifty thousand dollar cash bond with a no contact order for Lindbergh's son. Wow. And um. It's unclear why they wanted to abduct the child. People are really divided about whether or not you should be able to carry a gun. Um, but if Shay Lindbergh had not been carrying a gun that day, she might not have a she son. could have lost her son. Which is horrifying. But she didn't shoot, right? Right. She didn't shoot. And I don't know if the gun was loaded or it not. It might not have been loaded. She just pulled it out and said, let go of my kid. Right, because that's the biggest thing is that being a deterrent. Right. You know, like at least scare you. Maybe it wasn't loaded. Who knows? And she didn't fire. Lori so didn't want to find out. Lori let go. Right. And yeah, most people would. And it described him as a toddler. And um, in one in one article, it said that she like grabbed his hand and tried to run. But then another mm-hmm. one, it said she bent down, picked him up and then tried to run, which oh. is really interesting because the news can't get it together. What no. is up with that? And um, I think it's a lot of bias. I don't know. It just misinterpretation to me it matters with the gun because Mm -hmm. if you were cradling my child holding a toddler i'm not gonna be pointing a gun at you with my child in my hands right i don't even know if i'd want to shoot you in the foot you know like if you fall on my kid and smush him i mean i wouldn't steal a child but if i was (laughs) i would pick them up because i know how little kids work they don't say how old he is in here, right? Right. No. So it we're just thinking says toddler maybe or small child, two to three. Yes. When I think of toddler, two or three comes more to mind. That's just so horrifying, too. Like they, they were walking back and forth in front of the doors, and she thought maybe they wanted a job application, and here they are trying to grab her kid. Yeah, she was literally considering helping them, considering hearing them out. Maybe they needed help. Maybe they right? needed an ambulance. You know, who knows? And and you can't be nice to people these days. That's the thing. Like, you have to always have that fear that something might happen. Like, I would never want to pull over on the side of the road and, like, say my car is having car trouble. Say I'm by myself. If I pulled over on the side of the road and somebody else is pulling over to help me, like, they Lock might be doors. nice. <laughs> I'm afraid they're going to kill me. Yeah, for real. Or something. Maybe because we look at a little bit too much true crime. But it's still a possibility, and that's the messed up thing. It is. It's everything is. Yeah, it's a, everything anybody. is a possibility. No, you, you like, can't anymore. And that's the thing, too, with her, you know, she as an apartment manager who knows how to handle people, you know, she deals with people on a daily basis, probably has for how many years? Like 20 years or something like that? Oh, no, I don't Did know. Did it mention? I have oh, no idea. I'm sorry. I thought it might have mentioned. But yeah, so obviously she's been doing it for a while. And she probably knew that these homeless people were around that Skywalk area. But she still took a moment of her time to be like, can I help you with something? You know, yeah, she was on her way out, and she still offered to help. Right, and then these people tried to take her kid. What? That makes no sense. I would love to understand psychologically why people do these things. Well, and okay, also, 
Child stealing is a class C felony in Iowa that carries up to a 10 year prison sentence and may require a person to be wow. registered as a sex offender. What? I think that's though that some people steal children with the intent Mm. of assaulting them sexually mm. and i don't think that that was the intent here so i would assume that they well, would hard to be. say we don't truly know but the yeah but i don't know what she's going to be charged with i tried looking for an update on her um court hearing but i didn't see anything online when i was looking tonight um but i did see that as of july 1st 2021 a permit is not required to carry a handgun in iowa as long as the individual has the legal right to carry and possess a firearm and follows other laws so like you can't what bring gives a you firearm the legal right you don't have a felony oh I'm sorry. <laughs> you're not you're not a bad person oh right no i'm sorry um but like you can't bring them into like courthouses and stuff right no. so as long as you follow all laws you don't need a permit to carry which wow. i found interesting yeah and go shay Lindbergh for carrying and Seriously. practicing that legal right because you saved your kid and maybe put away some people that could have taken somebody else's kid who wasn't carrying right like what if she was just a bystander and somebody else had that situation happen yeah would you do it would you at least like pull it pull the gun so and like threaten it because scary like because a you know a small child wouldn't know how to fight off somebody oh, no. that tried Absolutely to take them not. at all they'd just start crying in most yeah. situations and um you know you have so much time to find that child before something horrible happens usually in these kinds of cases right and um i don't want to get into my next case just yet but this statistic um is relevant. So approximately 800,000 children are reported missing each year and strangers have abducted less than 350 in the last decade. So most children are abducted wow. by a family member or someone that so they trust. Usually someone they know or trust. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. not always just kid gets picked up on side of the road out of nowhere for you know. So what are the odds? No rhyme or reason. That they pick Shay Lindbergh's son and Shay Lindbergh also has a gun and is able to stop them. Like, what are the odds of that? Right. Because usually you hear about men with Fathers. guns. Yeah. I feel, sometimes I feel like I should look into it just in case. But then I'm like, mm, I'm scared. Yeah, no, I would be scared that I would accidentally set it off with something in my purse. If I had, like, a boot holster and wore, like, boots and you couldn't see it, I mean, that'd be great. Or, like, in my belt but Some i like tight shirts thing. and stuff yeah i mean there, there's no way i would conceal it other than in a purse i mean it's not like you can fit it in your girl pockets nope <laughs> mm -mm. i wear leggings half the time so that doesn't help i don't have pockets and, and i just i just wouldn't have it loaded and if it's not loaded then what's the point am i just gonna hit somebody with it you could. <laughs> I think i'm that so hurts. small and that's another thing like as a woman i'm scared to carry any weapons because mm -hmm. they're gonna be used against me especially i'm five foot two so <laughs> i'm right. really it could be small easy to get overpowered so at about 6 p.m. on Thursday, January 19th, which is just a couple of days ago, Justin Burns was having a supervised visitation with two of his children at CeCe's Pizza in Texas, which I don't know if you've ever been to CeCe's Pizza, mm -mm. but it's like a buffet with pizzas and desserts and arcade games. It's like oh, the coolest thing ever. That sounds awesome. Their mother is no longer living, so oh. um, CPS has temporary custody of the children at this time. Well, now I'm depressed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the girls are six and nine years old, and at some point during mm. the visit, the paternal grandmother, Jamie, I'm not sure if it's Jame or Jamie, it's J-A-M-E, hmm. I'd assume Jamie, Burns, abducted the girls, and the CPS representative ended up calling 911. Oh, my God. 
and um, she was not supposed to be included in the visitation. And the police department quickly issued an Amber Alert for the girls that night and took their father immediately into custody, assuming that he was somehow involved with this, right? Because it was his mother. He was charged with two felony counts of kidnapping after the incident. And the abductor, their grandmother, was actually free on a $3,000 cash bond after being accused a year prior for criminal negligence, abandoning slash endangering a child, and possession of a controlled substance of less than one gram. Oh, no. She was previously also charged with burglary in 2005, which ended in a plea deal. At the time of the abduction, she was supposed to appear in court on the 20th for a plea deal on the child endangerment case, which was literally the next day. Wow. And at the time of the Amber Alert, the girls were believed to be in danger, and their maternal grandmother, um, she feared that the abductor would take her frustrations out on the children, and she pleaded with Jamie Burns to return the children without harming them. Thankfully, it was canceled when the girls were returned safe, according to police officers that Sunday night. And it has not been reported how they were recovered. Wow. But taken Thursday night and then safe sometime around Sunday. Oh, my God. That's a long time. I can't even imagine, yeah, being that long without my children or knowing where they are. Right. And it goes back to you're more likely to see abduction with people that they know. Because, of course, the kids are going to go... Go with grandma, right? Yeah. It only makes sense. My nosiness is why did he have to have supervised visitation? I don't know. I did not see that. Like the mother is not living. Right. So obviously the father, maybe he wasn't as involved, probably getting too deep there, but you know. He screwed something up. Something, unfortunately. Well, and see, that's what I was going to ask about. Like, why would you attempt a kidnapping when you already have partial custody and there's not another parent? Right. Like, why wouldn't you try to better yourself and get your children back? Yeah, exactly. I would think that's most people's intention. But then why was his mom so intent on stealing them, to steal them for him? I don't so know. But the police think kids? it was a coordinated effort. Oh, like they planned it together? Yeah. Oh, probably. And she was brought in that with charges um, for kidnapping the girls as well. She got two felony counts. She better. And, you know, I don't know what kind of a relationship that they had with that grandmother mm-hmm. or the maternal grandmother because CPS had custody of the children, not the right. maternal grandmother, which I think her name was also Jamie. Oh. There's a lot of Jamies, so that's Weird. why I try to use, like, last names and maternal, paternal. So I'm uh-huh. sorry if that's a little confusing, but the yeah. names were a little bit, you know, it was Justin, Jamie, and then the girls were Jays, and then the maternal grandmother was Jamie as well. Oh, my goodness. So, Yeah. Yeah, that makes it confusing. Um, but I'd looked Story. up some more statistics, and the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children says that 67% of attempted abductions involve a suspect with a vehicle. Mm-hmm. So it's an easier getaway. Right, of course. And um, the Amber Alert is a tool, as most of us should know, but you know, maybe not all of us, that um, helps to quickly locate a child child who has been abducted and it will say like what the child looks like and then usually what kind of vehicle and what the license plate of the vehicle is you can go to your settings notifications and government alerts and then you can see past amber alerts or like recent amber alerts oh really on there so like if you panic and shut it off like me you won't be like what what, wait give me the information because i've tried googling it right after shutting the alerts off and it won't come up because they don't always make a news article at the same time as the amber alert right and if there's not an article I can't screenshot it. I can't save it. I will completely forget. Yeah. Kids can't even go out and be with their family without being at risk. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Right. And what kind of relationship they all had together, you know, between the dad and the kids, the kids and the grandparents and stuff, whether maternal, paternal, whichever. We don't know what that relationship is like. Right. Did How they trust were grandma? these kids? I don't know. I'm you know, <laughs> they think like just, okay, I have to listen. I'm going to do whatever they say. It's really sad that this had to happen. And I don't know the exact details of it because it hasn't been reported. Like right. was, I'd assume that the CPS worker would go to the bathroom before going to Cece's Pizza, right? Because she's supposed to supervise the visit. So right. she so can't just go into there. another room. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the grandma was like playing arcade games and she was just sitting at the table and like watching and like so letting them play organically to be there if the grandma wasn't supposed to be there why did the did the cps worker not know was she like oh like sorry to be kind of funny but like incognito she got like a hood on and stuff <laughs> she's like playing did the grandma sneak up like a ninja for real yeah <laughs> like she's playing games or something like this and she's all like, pew, 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 you know, oh and then gosh. she's like creeping over like, okay. And then she runs over to the girls and she's like, it's me, Grandma. Oh my God, that would be <laughs> terrifying. I don't know. Uh, like, that, it's really creepy. And I don't know, if I was that kid, I'd be like, <laughs> excuse you? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. Like, I it's wish really news articles would actually report everything. You know, they can't share some information. I know that. Right. But I wish that they would report more because, mm -hmm. I mean, was she sitting at the table with them and just, like, grab them by the hand and then drug them both out the CC's pizza while the social worker was like, oh, that's not okay. Right. 911. Like, I don't know. You know, did she try to stop them? Was she in the bathroom? Where was grandma? Was she, like, in the arcade room and they went out, like, mm -hmm. an emergency exit? Right. Well, mom, not mom, CPS was sitting with dad over here at a table finishing pizza right that's really strange like why did this happen in your care in your supervision that's your job you were supposed to be making sure that child protective services you're not doing the protective part right well and actually the amber alert was started in texas from a little girl named amber oh right yeah, I can't remember when that was. We I never looked into wanted. the origin story before. So, man celebrating anniversary at Mexican resort fell to his death, says officials, but the family suspects foul play. This is where things get interesting. So, Elliot Blair, he was 33. He died in the early morning hours of January 14th on his one-year wedding anniversary. He was on a weekend vacation with his wife in Mexico. These two, his wife Kim and him, were both public defenders in Orange County, California, um, and he was noted as a really great lawyer. He was really dedicated to his job, his clients, and he was really well-loved by, like, family, friends, and people in the legal community. So they were well, public defenders. what a defenders. power couple. Right. Career-driven. Yeah, and they were, I mean, he was really well-loved and respected by the community, and I believe, I would assume that she was too. So, yeah, definitely. Going on a lovely vacation together. Yeah, and they've only been married for a year, so that's even sadder so it's reported that um so they're out on their wedding anniversary they had some drinks before going back to the room that night now this is where things get a little bit interesting okay so they got ready for bed after a night of drinking and elliot said he was going to go this makes me laugh i'm sorry because it just seems weird scare away what he thought were some pigeons making noise outside of their door 
This is according to her, right? That gets interesting. Just wait. Okay, but wait, more. it's it's the night. Right, it's the night. Yep, it's nighttime. Okay, and he's it's like after midnight. Away pigeons. Okay. Right, it's after midnight. They're home from the bar, probably at the resort or whatever. You could not pay me to leave my hotel room in Mexico after dark. And you could not pay me. There yeah, is not an amount. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> like, hey, there's some noise going on outside. I'm gonna go check it out. Why would you go check it out? I'd be hiding. <laughs> Call the front desk. This is a big luxury resort. This isn't a small place right. per se. You know, it's. There's a lot, but obviously at a hotel bar. So they were there drinking, come up to go to bed. Pigeons. Everything seems normal, and then all of a sudden there's pigeons in the middle of the night. That seems kind of weird. Just turn the to TV me. up. Just put a pillow on your ear. Just no, no, no going outside. So his wife was asleep in bed when a hotel employee comes and knocks on their door that night, like the morning of. Okay. Or like Next later morning. morning. And, yeah, so this hotel employee comes and knocks on their door and is like, hey, your husband is dead. What? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't know. How do you even react? I don't even know how to react to that. I don't even know. How do... I don't know. I understand drinking a lot and passing out. But how do you, like, either A, not wait for them to come to bed before falling asleep, unless you're that drunk, I guess. I mean, really drunk. You'd have to be super drunk, in my opinion. I make my boyfriend text me when he gets to work, and it's only five minutes away. (laughs) Seriously. But, like, still, like, it's your partner. You're concerned about them in general. If you walk outside of that hotel room, I'm going to have 911 sitting there waiting. And, like, if you don't come in the next five minutes, I'm calling all the stations. Like, I need to make sure that the Navy, The Army, the (laughs) The Marines. We're all coming. We're coming for you. (laughs) Everybody. I don't know. Maybe that's just us. But I would have waited and been, like, okay you're back like what was out there what did you see you know i would have like personally would have done more than just fall asleep unless well and okay but wait if there was pigeons is this like his balcony did he like go out on the balcony you said he fell to his death is it like a private balcony it's an open air walkway outside of the room's front door that's what's described so like back to like a frontward facing balcony but has an extension to the rest of the hotel. the rest of the hotel or something. Yeah, an open air walkway. So clearly, he, this is where he fell. Obviously, does do Mexican hotels have the the, the people? <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Because I mean, that would for sure be me. If if you heard some noises, wouldn't you like? Oh yeah, peek I, outside. Especially if he was going, going out on? there, I'd be like, "What are you doing? Hello, get you a chair know? so I can see better." <laughs> So as soon as the police um, were then notified, of course, they, the police came, you know, they treated it as a crime scene and considered everything, you know, treated it like could be a homicide, could be an accident, whatever the case Which is good because sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're like, oh, suicide. Yep. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about Mexican police, but in the United States, they definitely be like, yeah, no, he they, did it. They did it themselves. <laughs> right. Um, no evidence was found in the, in the couple's room and there's no like evidence of violence or anything like that. So it's kind of like. You'd think cut and dry, right? Right. So Mexican officials are saying that um, Elliot fell drunk from a third-story balcony and died from a traumatic brain injury, which was also corroborated by the Baja California Attorney General's office autopsy report, and his body did not show any visible signs of, like, being shot in any way, shape, or form, a sharp weapon, some kind of, like, you know, external factor of injury. It just clearly he died from falling. So there's no question about that. 
Right. But it's interesting though that it's a traumatic brain injury and not like his neck snapping or yeah, you know, like crush injuries. Right. And we don't know what the f- like the ground looks like. Is it rocky? Is, is it, it flat? Trees? Is, is it sidewalk? Right. You know, like what exactly? Did or he how fall he on? fell. You know, sometimes when there's yeah. like a, a falling case, they will like show how the body landed, which is horrifying. Ooh, but it helps you know, to understand. Cringe at that in movies, right? Even like can't imagine at all um but with that the autopsy report did state that the cause of death was severe head trauma and because of that it was also forwarded to the district attorney's office as considerable for possible homicide investigation no is this in the united states or in mexico um it's i believe the da of mexico it wasn't clear on that in the article okay um, but the Mexican authorities are investigating and communicating with um, the U.S. Department of Justice and the FBI because I believe they have to do that reporting, of course. So since it happened in Mexico, I would imagine most things take place there. Right. Versus taking place here, I think it might be harder, but they do have to communicate with us since he's a U.S. citizen. Right. Um, but with that, Blair's family... Elliot Blair is his last name. So sorry to make that confusing. Um, his family is disputing this occurrence as tragic, untimely, and suspicious because they believe that he was the victim of an actually brutal crime instead of just an accident. Um, Who and they, would have committed that then? Do they think that it was his new wife? Well, right. That's the thing, too. There's hasn't been any accusations that I've seen yet. Um the family, his family also stated that it was incorrect of them to say that. Um, so backing up, Kim stated apparently that he went out to check for these pigeons. But his family is saying that that's not true because she was asleep. So his family is kind of like twisting this story in a weird way. Yeah, that is really And his weird. wife hasn't said anything. His wife hasn't come out and said like what's going on. She's, you know trying to deal with this right yeah i mean and she's I can't not imagine what that would be like right she's not doing anything with like the news at this point in time from uh this article being posted but his family is trying to say that she was asleep so she had no idea that he went to go look for this you know mysterious noise whatever it was because that wouldn't make any sense like if she was asleep she wouldn't know yeah, she wouldn't know, and she wouldn't know of anything Unless happening. Unless she went to sleep after he went outside. Right. But then, you know, I'm just going to bring it into question because it's illogical. If you were that drunk, right, you wouldn't remember why he went outside or that he no, went outside. possibly not. Or when he went outside. Right. You know, like, you wouldn't remember. Right. But allegedly, the Mexican authorities and the funeral home in Mexico have also been repeatedly suggesting to his family that they cremate him they're like you need to cremate him you you have to like isn't we need that to a get family's choice like can't they bury him it should be but is that mexican tradition that they cremate so i recently saw a story of this indian girl and um she was i believe 12 years old she was definitely a child and I'm not sure if it's their culture or their religion, but after something happened to her, they invited, like, all these family members over that day, and it really screwed up the crime scene for the oh, detectives. Yeah, yep. They wanted to cremate her as fast as possible. 
because mm-hmm. of their beliefs. Right. And so they did get some evidence, I believe, off of her body or tried to get evidence of what happened to her. Mm-hmm. However, they then cremated her and then couldn't go back, which right. really makes it hard now because they have no idea what actually happened. They didn't collect enough evidence when they could have. And, you know, the, the other people were like all over the crime scene. So I'm wondering if in Mexico they also feel like a body should be cremated as soon as possible. Right. And probably the cremating a body is probably easier also for um, extradition. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense too. Like trying to transport a whole body from Mexico to... Well, I mean, United you can't States, just baggage like, check that and be like, I'm just TSA is not going to not gonna let you through. You I don't know? even know how you would do that. Would you Would you have to go and pick up his body or would you have to get like a special private flight? I feel like it wouldn't. they wouldn't even put it with, with like Delta. I know, feel like, like they would have to drive. You would probably have to drive over the, you know, drive across the border. Yeah, but you also can't California. just like have a body in the back seat. Well, that's what hearses are for, aren't they? Yeah, but you can't drive the hearse, can you? Like, I no, to rent a so hearse. they'd have to, right, they'd that's have to pay horrifying. somebody mileage, gas, I'm sure, all that I stuff to bring I cannot imagine losing my spouse back. and then having to figure that out. Like, well, how am I going right. to get his body back? That's horrifying. Exactly. So the Mexican authorities and the funeral home have been saying that, you know, like, you need to cremate him and stuff. But his family is like, nope, we don't want to lose any evidence because we firmly believe that this was crime not just him stumbling and falling somehow which makes sense you know some sometimes the family does believe that because of you know conditions and situations right so then shortly after like pretty much the next day a um friend of kim and elliot from the legal community she started a gofundme page for them so that um they could help kim get his body back to uh, the United States, and they've raised over $100,000 in, like, four days. How much do you think it costs? I don't know, but that was their goal, and they met it. In four days, It was that's insane. How much? A hundred and... It's over $100,000. Okay. But their goal was 100000 But when I saw it last, it was, like, 113000 or something like that, which is just crazy because... The, the GoFundMe page really makes it out to be that he was murdered, the way that they have it So written. even his wife feels like he was murdered? She or still he's... hasn't stated anything. But, okay, um, but their friend Friends does. and family are thinking that he was murdered So was the, does it say, like, the money was raised to cover the cost of yeah, moving the corpse? Yeah, the page was started to help Kim move his body from Mexico to the U.S. To the US excuse me, uh, without dealing with all the red tape. I wonder what that means. Somehow make it easier for them to extradite his body over to the U.S., I guess. Maybe a private plane of well, some then, sort. You know, you had to pay for whatever funeral costs or Right. Autopsies. And who knows what his wishes were. You know, maybe he wanted to be buried. Maybe he didn't want to be cremated. Maybe he didn't have anything set up. Maybe it's all on her. <laughs> so it is still unclear as to why his family thinks so strongly that this was foul play versus just an accidental death. There's really no information right now on that. Um, Are there cameras? Does it say anything about hotel footage? They did not mention anything about that. That would be so interesting to, like, watch. But the family did hire um, a private investigator and their own forensic pathologist to, like, check into things more, too. 
So they really believe that this is foul play versus just, hey, you were drunk and you fell over. Well, and it's so interesting when that comes into play because I I've don't know seen, why. Like, why do you think that? Right. There's that too. Like, what does the family believe? Do, I mean, did Kim and yeah, Elliot, Kim, did they have like marital issues that we're not aware of? Or is it completely unrelated to their relationship? And do they think it was like a client? Did he have a client that was like threatening him? But yeah, it's really interesting. I think when families get their own like forensic pathologist and private detective, That's because not cheap. one, yeah, it's not cheap. They can scam you out. They can be like, yeah, I'll do it for $80,000. And then they don't do anything. And then you don't get your money back, which is insane. Right. I don't even understand how that's possible, first of all. Mm-hmm. But then second of all, sometimes it doesn't matter. The right. judge or jury will be like, nope, the defense. Yeah, that would be the defense. Their pathologist slash forensic expert, whatever, makes more sense. Even right. if they don't. Even if... It could be completely biased. They don't go and re-examine cases that were screwed up. Or like right. the medical examiner just well, that's writes the thing whatever. Too, about the whole justice system. When you miss things like that. When there's big things that... Yeah, somebody messed up on. They just go, well, that's what they said. Yeah. It's fine. And even if you get a second opinion, they don't always listen, which is no. like, okay, but I paid for the second opinion and it should be worth a listen. Yeah, what happened to, like, equal and fair justice? Wouldn't you want people to listen if it was your spouse? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Be yeah, absolutely. Really curious to Kids see um, updates on this one in the future. That's all we have for this week's episode. Yeah, so we'll see you next week with a new video, and we'll have a larger true crime case along with a couple of smaller news articles and maybe an update if there is one. Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye.